2015, and welcome to the next Community Podcast. This is Laura Whalen, and I'm here with Angelo Luciani. Hi, guys. And John Mark Troyer. Hey, howdy. This week, we were talking with Mark Brunstad about the value of tech certifications. He managed a successful VMware VCDX program, and he's going to talk about what he's done in the past and what he's up to now. So, Angelo, I know you've had a lot of hands-on experience when it comes to implementing tech solutions. Um, What's your view on certifications? I think certifications are important, sometimes hard to get. (laughs) I know I've uh, had my challenges. Recently, I've uh, gone for the uh, VCAP and unfortunately did not pass on my first try, but I will try that again soon. Very important to employers. I know my last company... Uh, employers would, uh, especially the HR team, would look at what certifications that you had and how they applied directly to your role at the office organization. It is important. It is, and it's and it's good personally as well to help you see just how much of the product you you do understand or do know. It's a level of uh, measurement. So I, I know my in my case when I, when I took the VCAP, there were a few items where I didn't do well, and I knew that those were areas I needed to improve on. And Angela, so for folks that don't know, the VCAP is the uh, advanced certification that's above VMware's uh, VCP, VMware Certified Professional, but but below the expert level VCDX certification. That's right. I took the VCAP DCA, Data Center Administration, and there's also the VCAP DCD, Data Center Design. So what were the tests like? Were they um, in person? Were they online? Yeah, they're, um, you go to a testing center, and in particular, this this uh, VCAP DCA, and you know I don't want to get too uh, detailed on it, but it was all lab. I think it was 26 questions, all lab-based so um, and time-constrained, so that was, it was a challenge, but uh, exciting. <laughs> yeah, Laura, what I think is interesting about certifications is that we're in a kind of an interesting industry, IT. You can get a degree in it, a college degree in it, but you don't have to. And so there, it is a little bit hard to measure where you are in your career and in your knowledge base. And even if you have a college degree, that doesn't really necessarily mean that you know actually how to operate you know, a certain piece of infrastructure that may have cost millions of dollars or be extremely critical for your business to survive. So I think some people put too much weight into certifications, but boy, they are super important in terms of increasing, like like Angelo said, in terms of increasing your knowledge base and increasing your employability. If someone didn't get a university degree and uh, you know their education was based on certs, industry certs, I mean, do you think they'd be as valuable um, an asset to a company, or how does that work? I think uh, it's definitely a viable path. Uh, as I've talked to people about education over at uh, Tech Reckoning, uh, the consensus seemed to be that uh, certainly a college degree helps. Uh, you can get in the door, though, and you can rise pretty far at an operational level by just knowing what you're doing and really loving the technology. At a certain level, uh, especially as you go into management, HR systems and, the, and executive management will look at your educational background, so that can hold you back at that level. But um, this is one of the few industries where you actually don't need a college degree to actually get in the door, which is, which is good. And so certification is an important part of continuing uh, to learn, though. Yeah. And one one side benefit that I noticed and I don't and I don't know if it's like this everywhere but where I was when I told my colleagues I was um preparing for a, a VCAP it got everyone um 
I'd say uh, energized. And then what I found was uh, other other folks on the team began to study and want to take their their VCAP and and get on the certification train. And then it sort of I'd say elevated everyone's knowledge because you know as you're studying for these exams, you're you're doing the day to day work as well, and it just elevates everyone's knowledge. And as a group, in, in my particular example, it. it it was about what, uh, three or four of us, really helped us to, to grow as a team. And we'd have um, study groups as well, um, go over the material, uh, bounce questions off each other. So that helped as well. So, John, I know you worked with Mark. Uh, what did you think of the interview? I, I thought it went great, Laura. Mark is a super interesting guy. Uh, we were both at VMware together. He managed the VCDX program and grew it quite successfully. Uh, but what I love about Mark is that he doesn't just think about eh, growing the numbers in the program or you know, what, how, what the test should be like. He's actually really concerned about the growth of the IT professional. He thinks deeply about IT uh, knowledge and about uh, how you learn and how you show, how you demonstrate that knowledge, and, which I think is really an interesting. So I think he's really an interesting and thoughtful guy. An expert-level program like VCDX, I think, was important in VMware's growth. It is a very high-level certification. It's, it's like a PhD almost. You have to stand in front of a, a committee of people and defend your project. And the pass rate is not, not very high. Uh, it's a long process. It's a rather expensive process. But at the end of the day, the people that have an expert-level certification like a VCDX are uh, among the best and most talented practitioners in the world who can both have technical knowledge and demonstrate it, which is you know what you would like a consultant or an enterprise architect to do. For a vendor, this is a really important connection between uh, the vendor and the hardware and software systems that it's making, its channel, so the, the consultants and value-added resellers that go take that to the market and act as trusted advisors to the end users and the customers, and then those end users and customers, those IT people in the field who actually have to keep all the machines running and the wheels turning and the fire stoked, right? You need a VCDX often uh, or an expert-level certification person can come in and really cut through a lot of BS and make sure things are set up right. And make sure you understand, uh, you know, these new architectures that, that people are rolling out. So all the expert level certified people that I've met, I've really enjoyed talking to. This is an interesting group of people. I think what Mark is doing for Nutanix, people are also going to find really interesting. That's cool. He's, he's essentially creating uh, the ambassadors for the technologies. Essentially, yeah, yeah. After listening or being part of the interview, I actually was excited about the Nutanix uh, certs and uh, what they have um, coming up. So I'm, I'm, I'm gearing up for my Nutanix uh, certifications. Oh, congrats. Are you starting with the Nutanix platform professional? You maybe? bet. You bet. <laughs> excited. Okay. We, we expect to hear updates. I want to, <laughs> I want to be able to congratulate you when you get it. <laughs> you got it. All right. So uh, without further delay, here's a tech chat with Dwayne Lesner and Mark Brunstad. Welcome to the next community podcast. Uh, welcome today. A big shout out to Mark Bernstad from Educational Services uh, joining us today to really talk about uh, what he's been up to uh, within Nutanix and kind of a bit about where he's uh, been in the past and how it all kind of ties together. So, 
without uh, further ado, welcome, Mark, and um, I'll maybe just turn it over to uh, maybe give a quick intro uh, about yourself. Oh, sure. Thanks, Dwayne and uh, John. And so recently came to Nutanix from VMware, where I spent nine and a half years uh, working in uh, consulting and in education, both on the internal VMware side and also on the customer and partner side. And I did all kinds of uh, education training. I started out actually as an instructor, all kinds of development, uh, technical training development, as well as sales training development for internal audiences, for partners, and, and did a lot of customer-facing stuff as well. I spent the last two and a half years actually running the VMware Certified Design Expert Program, or VCDX. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of that. And one of the reasons that I actually ended up coming to Nutanix was because Nutanix was attracting so many of the graduates of that program. I really became interested in the technology. And after being interested in the technology, you know, I really became interested in the company because a lot of top talent coming over to Nutanix and uh, a lot of the VCDXs that I was uh, involved with were encouraging me to explore uh, possibly coming to Nutanix. And uh, I certainly followed their advice and did that. Has it always been from an educational perspective? That's kind of where you've, you've always been. Did you have a writing experience in the past or what kind of led you down the route of uh, providing you know, educational from manuals to in-class training. I don't know how to, to best describe it, but I think you definitely have to be geared towards uh, somewhat writing documentation, and most technical people kind of avoid it, um, like the plague. Well, interestingly enough, I started off my career before I even got into tech. I was an advertising executive, and I worked in Manhattan. And so uh, I was very into writing, copywriting, and doing all kinds of things. I have a creative background. Actually, I was an art director as well. Um, and then I got into technology through the desktop publishing revolution. Um, I haven't always been an education person. I've actually been a consultant in the field um, and worked as a technologist. So I have a rather a mixed background. And uh, one of the things that I got into as a result, I think, was uh, the actual writing and creation of uh, the training and education materials as well as doing the instruction. And I really always enjoyed doing the instruction. Um, and my career at VMware actually led me up a steady progressive ladder in terms of acquiring technical skills uh, to the point where, you know, I was really ready to take on something like the VCDX program. And that program, as you know, the, what we were doing there really was creating, you know, some of the best consulting architects, enterprise architects in the world certainly the best uh, enterprise architects and solution design and delivery people uh, for the VMware solution. So, you know, kind of an interesting climb and kind of an interesting outcome. And here I am at Nutanix now. So, Mark, how do you, you know, you've definitely um, had lots of different mechanisms for delivering education. How do you see education kind of as an industry and certification, which can be different, I would think? And, you know, how does that kind of, what do you see Nutanix fitting in and, and other companies kind of moving ahead in the new landscape? Well, it's very interesting what's happening and with so much change occurring right now. You know, there, there's an awful lot of technological changes. There's an awful lot of philosophical changes with regards to how people, you know, think that we should be teaching people things. 
There's also, you know, a, a big revolution in the way people who are consumers of, of education, right, and consumers of knowledge assets, if you will, who want to actually go about learning things. So the mobile revolution, you know, one, one thing that's absolutely changing the way people do things. So, you know, they don't necessarily want to sit in a classroom. They don't have time. Uh, they want to be able to access, you know, all of the educational assets that you put out, you know, on mobile devices. Uh, they want, you know, everything chunked up into small digestible pieces that can be consumed anywhere. And they want the flexibility really of connecting and, and going through the learning process, you know, where they are when, and, you know, in real time when they actually need access access to things. So the idea of a five-day instructor-led class where you fly people into, you know, one of your training centers, that is becoming less attractive to people. They're wanting to access things, you know, online via whatever tools they have in hand and at their convenience. So that's kind of changing the landscape. And it's also really requiring a big change in the way you actually build uh, the training and build the assets and, and have allow people to have access to them. So, you know, a, a lot of changes. So we're, we're trying to address all the new technologies and we're trying to in, in, uh, address them using all of these different delivery modalities, if you will. You know, I see the biggest challenge right now, one of the things that, that we really have to work on and we're really trying to work on is taking this new this new uh, paradigm and, and taking the information and the things that we're putting out there as educational assets and making them really interesting for people. You, know, um, you want to look at something that's visually interesting. You want to be taught by someone who's, you know, an interesting instructor. So, you know, taking the snore out of it, making it much more interactive, making it much more fun. Yeah, that's really what we have to do. And then we have to figure out how to get that fun content, right, out to everybody down a lot of different channels. Um, so, you know, there's still a role for instructor-led training. You know, there's still definitely a role for the classroom and an instructor. And there's a role for hands-on labs and, you know, the proctoring and the experience that, it, that an, a live instructor can bring to those things. But we have to consider all of these other uh, options for delivering training as well. And on the certification side, which is different really than the education and training side, you know, the vetting of those skills and the giving of a stamp of approval, you know, a, a recognition that someone's achieved a certain level of skill or learning, you know, that's something that when we ask people to go through the process of bringing themselves up to that level of skills so we can certify them, we have to really make it worth their while. You know, they're not going to do it just to get the certificate anymore. They're going to want to know that it really is something that's going to benefit them, the skills are going to benefit them, and the recognition is going to benefit them in their job. So you know, a lot of things going on, a lot of new technologies to teach, and, and a lot of new thinking that has to go into it if we want to be successful. It almost sounds as as if um, consumerization has also kind of affected the the education realm. I think kind of always on or or more probably when you have five or ten minutes, can you can you do some training while you're waiting for the bus or you know or just some downtime. Yeah, it absolutely has. And, you know, all the barriers between – well, there used to be a lot of barriers between your work environment and your home environment and how you got your entertainment and how you got your education. And all those walls have come down and, and all of that's intermingling now. So you have to consider all of those things when you figure out how you're going to train people and how you're going to certify them. Hey, Mark, in our previous conversations, I would always been impressed by your thoughtfulness around the content of – uh, both the certification and the education uh, programs that you've you've been involved with, I think the temptation from the outside is to think, well, you have a product, 
you go through all the screens you 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 know you make a slide for every widget for every click box and tell you tell people what it does and you just kind of pump the product information out there and you're done but in our conversations you it's been interesting to talk to you about what an IT professional needs how they're going to advance their career the kind of conceptual frameworks they have to understand uh, about their job i don't know are you bringing that kind of context to what you're doing here at Nutanix Oh, absolutely. You know, it's very interesting to me, the product that Nutanix actually has out in the market, you know, this hyper-converged appliance, you know, absolutely an industry leader, very, very interesting technology, very beneficial to customers. But the box itself and the Nutanix part of the story is really only the foundation for some extremely complex uh, software stacks and, and architectures that have to be built on top of it in order for customers to get the services from the applications that are running in the environment, the environment, which is really what it's all about. It's all about people getting services from IT. So we take all of this complexity out of the foundation. You know, we have a very simple, very robust, very scalable solution. You know, it's all hyper-converged. It's all software-defined. Um, it's really the foundation for web scale, which is something, you know, that we can talk about further on down the line. But, you know, still on top of that, you know, there's all of these layers of complexity, all of these different pieces and parts that go into making, you know, the solutions that uh, actually deliver services in the end. So if you look at it from a pure product point of view, you know, and we were just pumping out, well, this is what Nutanix does and diving down into every you know, little uh, nook and cranny of the knobs and, and, and showing everybody how to, you know, use Prism and all these other things, um, we'd be missing the broader context. So what we need to do is we need to explain how we add value, not just to the layer where the appliance lives, but to everything else on top of it. So the education process that we want to go through is really getting people onto that first level, onto the platform, and then showing them how what we do makes everything above it all the way to the end user experience, uh, experiencing the services delivered by the solutions, how it makes it better. And that's a pretty big task. And to do that, we're going to have to help people sort of climb up this knowledge and skills ladder to the point where, you know, they see the whole solution end to end and actually are capable really of building and delivering a solution that includes all of these different pieces riding on top of Nutanix and really being the best in the industry at that, not just somebody who can spit back the, you know, speeds and feeds and show you every uh, nook and cranny of the interface. So what we're after is much bigger than just product training, right? We're looking at a holistic uh, training program to take people from I, I know how to run the box all the way up to I know how to design an enterprise-scale solution for a customer based on their needs. That kind of ties into what I, what I wanted to ask around for the, the naysayers of certification um, and then kind of our own messaging around, you know, easy to set up, easy to use. You know, why why do I need to get certified on Nutanix in the first place? But, you know, what you've just kind of mentioned, do you think there's anything to add on top of that, you know, if I'm kind of new to Nutanix? I think we've made the foundational part of these solutions for customers as easy as they can possibly be made right now. You know, I think with the way we've converged everything, the way we've defined uh, the storage and software, you know, we have the hypervisor layer. We have a really elegant, simple appliance with a real nice interface. It's like an iPhone, you know, very, very easy to use. However, even if it's as simple as a brick, 
there are still best practices in how you actually build things with bricks, right? You know, you, you lay them a certain way. You don't have one sticking out. You know, there, <laughs> there, are, there are best practices just at the very foundation, no matter how simple the, the building blocks are. And also, you know, there, there's another reason why we want people to certify, and that's so that, you know, we can bring them into our, our educational model and, and have them plug into the framework and start them up the ladder, right, of skills that they're going to need to actually advance, that they're going to need to actually, you know, become someone who's not only a box manager or someone who doesn't just handle the infrastructure layer, but someone who's capable of, of installing an environment, running and managing an environment, and then hopefully for them to actually master uh, the skills of an architect, an enterprise architect. So, in order to get people onto that ladder, we want to bring them in. We want to give them the skills. We want to give them that stamp of approval that they've reached the first step and we vet their skills, right? And then we start helping them climb that ladder. And that's really the value of the certification. You know, it's going to show them that they've uh, learned everything according to best practices is that they're absolutely on top of the game. They can build an environment that's completely optimized and correctly deployed. And then as they move up each step of the ladder, they continue to get those endorsements through education and through the certification. And not just for the individual, you know, it's beneficial for them, but it's also beneficial for organizations who are looking for people with those skills uh, that we have that, that stamp, uh, that clear and recognizable endorsement from us. So to me, that's really the benefit of certification. I, I don't see a benefit to something that doesn't give someone who might hire that individual you know, a very clear picture of those skills. We're talking, you know, roadmap from uh, from the, the customer or the the client perspective of growing your skill set. Definitely your background with uh, the VCDX program at at VMware. Um, one would think Mark's here, so is Nutanix getting a VCDX program? Uh, uh, is that in the works, or is there something similar? What's going to be the the next echelon? As uh, I think we just crossed over our thousandth uh, Nutanix platform professional not too long ago. Yeah, we absolutely did. And we're up to 1,104 right now. And as a matter of fact, we added 30 new NPPs this week. So we are definitely growing. Uh, we're growing at all levels of uh, education and certification. Uh, well, right now, I'll just take you uh, a quick run through the sort of portfolio of, of certifications that we have now. And then I'll talk about how we're going to grow that. And then we'll address you know what we're going to do at the very top of the skills pyramid, at the X level, if you will, where BCDX is and where our uh, our goals are actually aiming a little bit higher than that. Right now, we have a portfolio of certifications uh, at Nutanix, and they start out with the uh, sales representative or, or uh, Nutanix platform professional sales representative. Above that, we have the uh, Nutanix professional uh, sales engineer, uh, and, and then we have the Nutanix platform professional. That's said at the administration layer above NPSE. We also have NSS, which is the Nutanix support specialist. And then we have uh, Nutanix uh, support technician as well. So we have a, a portfolio of certifications that start sort of at just the basic value props and, and how you actually sell uh, a Nutanix solution through the sales engineer role, which brings in more of the technical aspects, uh, the MPP certification, which really teaches you how to be an effective administrator. For NSS, how to troubleshoot and support, and NST, how to actually go out and service all the field serviceable units in the actual hardware that's out in the field. So we go there at this point. Is the NSS, is that available for, for everyone? I had thought that maybe it was just um, internally at one point. 
Well, actually, if you're a customer or a partner uh, or an internal Nutanix person, you can actually take the class and become NSS certified. So we, we're more than happy to certify our partners. We're more than happy to certify our customers in, the, in their own um, environments. So, yeah, it covers everybody. We can do it for everybody. I guess that uh, goes with the open and honest uh, policy uh, <laughs> throughout the well, company. Well, absolutely, you know, and uh, a lot of a lot of customers find it very valuable to have those uh, break fix uh, troubleshooting skills in their own IT organization. So we'll certainly train them to do that if if they want to, if they want that. We're more than happy to do that. All right. So then above that, there is at the very top um, of the certification and skills pyramid, if you will, uh, this role of enterprise architect, right? The end goal of our ladder, right? The, the top rung of the ladder. And we really want to move people up that ladder to the point where they're able to take on these enterprise scale uh, solution designs and deliver those successfully on the Nutanix platform. And, and that doesn't mean necessarily that they have to pick one particular solution when they build these enterprise architectures. You know, we want them to actually be able to deliver a VMware solution on Nutanix or a Microsoft, you know, Hyper-V-based solution on Nutanix or an OpenStack uh, solution on Nutanix. So our idea for our expert-level certification goes kind of beyond what, what I did with with uh, VCDX, you know, VCDX being really centered around the VMware solution stacks. Uh, we want to actually build architects that have multiple knowledge domains, you know, the, the ability to design and deliver certainly a VMware solution, certainly a Hyper-V solution, certainly an OpenStack solution. So, you know, we're going to build uh, this certification. You know, it's kind of an open secret that we're doing it. I mean, people have seen the Twitter traffic and seen some of the blog posts that uh, Steve Kaplan put out, for example. Um, You know, one of the primary reasons I came on over here at Nutanix was to build this next level industry pinnacle certification. So if you think about what we're going to do versus what the rest of the market has done, you know, we're going to take that super architect role and we're going to double or triple down on it so that our architects are going to be able to take on a Hyper-V or a VMware or an OpenStack enterprise uh, architect role and actually build and deliver the solution that makes the most sense for the customer. You know, we're not going to force them down a particular track in terms of the solution. We're going to look at the requirements. And out of all of the options that we have mastery in, we're going to pick the one that's best for them, and that's the one that our customers will get. So that's going to be a huge value add, I think, for Nutanix. And I think really, you know, if VCDX was a 10 now we're going to turn that knob up to 11. We're going to make a whole new level of competency, and we're going to train our people to that. And it's going to be something that's new to the market. It's going to be something that nobody's really seen before, you know, this sort of multi-domain super expert architect. The data center is a big place, so it kind of it makes sense. It certainly is, you know, and I'm not saying that this is going to be for everybody. It's going to take an awful lot of work. It's going to be very difficult. And initially, you know, the group of people that can master this set of skills is going to be fairly small. But our whole goal in building this certification track is to enable as many people as we possibly can to get to that skill level, you know. And if I had it my way, we'd be building a training factory. and We'd be spitting these, you know, super experts out like Model T's because really if you look at what's going on in the market, that's where the shortage of talent is at the top, at that super architect level. We want to own that space. We want to have the competency high ground, if you will, 
and we're determined to take the top of the hill and hang on to it. So that's our goal. Do you see from a, a university perspective that this kind of taking over? I feel going to university, and I never did. I went to a, a college, but however you want to slice it and dice it, there's lots of different classes you take along your journey that aren't directly related to a field, but always do help. In this sense, it's very catered. Do you think that's going to take more more steam in the future? I would call IT a trade if from, from our trade, or do you still see a, a heavy people going into the university area? Or what, like what's the split? Well, you know, I'm not really sure exactly what the split would be, but I would say that if we look at what we do or what we want to do, you know, in terms of the kind of skills that we want to build, right, the kind of professionals that we would like to help to achieve this level of competency, you know, and how we're actually going to go about it, I think we do have to take much more of a university type approach where there are many, many options to reach a certain level of skill or a certain degree that you're granted at the um, the bachelor science, bachelor arts level, the master's level, the doctor's uh, level, and so forth, and, and give people a lot of different options in how to get there. It presents a lot of challenges in terms of the breadth and depth of the curriculum, the courses that you have to offer to have such a broad range of offerings and give people, you know, a lot of options. But we have to think intelligently about how we're going to do that. And, you know, it may involve us forming very close partnerships with companies of like mind, you know, looking at leaders in the various knowledge areas, skill areas, tool areas, where we actually build these solutions, partnering with them and, uh, you know, getting their input and their help as far as training people in specific areas, maybe compositing some of these skills together and forming some of these higher level certifications. So we need to think in a new way. And we need to look at the skills that people are really going to need going forward and figure out how we're going to you know, plug in all the pieces and put all those skills together in a, in a reasonable package so that they can be successful. And a really good example of this is the whole DevOps revolution that's going on right now, right? People need to know an awful lot not only about you know, software development, they also need to know about operations, IT uh, operations and governance and things that normally someone who's a software developer wouldn't really be delving into. And the whole idea behind WebScale is that, you know, we build these massively horizontally scalable constructs. And that's one thing that Nutanix is really good at. You know, we turn people into, you know, uh, a Facebook or a Google in terms of how they, they actually operate their infrastructure. We can do that for them. We have to start teaching them how to go through this transition where they're actually learning across all these different domains, you know, development and operations and using the tool chains that enable all those things. It's a very big task. It's an awful lot of knowledge domains, and it's going to take people a while to make that journey. So we have to figure out how to help them do that, as well as teach them how to do what they're doing now better. Hey, Mark, the NPP seems to be a, a fairly popular uh, certification that kind of hits the sweet spot for a lot of people. What kind of effort level is involved with getting the, the Nutanix platform professional certification? Uh, do you need to take a class? What level are you expected to be at? What, what's the level of effort required? As prerequisites, if you will, for NPP, uh, one thing that you know we, we expect people to have before they come in and actually think about taking the course and then uh, sitting the certification exam is that they're going to be knowledgeable in a 
virtualization environment. So they're going to know vSphere, Hyper-V, or OpenStack. They're going to understand traditional storage architectures that are supporting those virtualized environments, and they're going to have some comfort with uh, the Unix or Linux command line. And then on top of that, after that, uh, the actual requirements and the, and the investment are pretty lightweight. Uh, it's a two-day class. It's a 60% lecture, 40% hands-on labs. Uh, and, and we offer a lot of different ways for people to actually take the course. You can come to a two-day uh, live instructor-led training. Uh, you can come to a, an instructor-led training over the Internet, what I call live online. You can actually go through a series of self-paced e-learning modules, and that's completely free. Or you can do a little bit of a hybrid, which is something we call Online Plus, and that is an instructor proctored, if you will, walk through the e-learning modules and then a guided hands-on lab experience. So you get the same hands-on labs that you do in the instructor-led class. So we have a lot of different modalities, a lot of different ways to deliver uh, the content. Um, you can kind of pick you know, which one you like, depending on what kind of user uh, you are, what kind of student you are, and, and what method works best for you. Uh, a lot of different options, uh, two-day commitment. It can be free. It can be low cost, or you can go full boat with a live uh, instructor-led training. So you have a lot of different options in terms of cost as well. We just uh, produced a really, really cool video that describes the NPP and all the different ways that you can take it. And if you go on YouTube and look at uh, Nutanix and then New School, NU.School, you'll find uh, the Nutanix New School YouTube channel. All kinds of really, really interesting and cool uh, e-learning moments, which we like to call them. Uh, lots of really neat content there. Everything from you know uh, the basics of how you know the the uh, appliance actually works, you know, all the way up to some stuff that's just fun. A large portion of Steve Fortress's uh, Nutanix uh, Bible actually we've put on this YouTube channel as well. So some really neat things to watch if you're interested uh, in just sort of dipping your toes in the water and seeing what it's all about. Well, thanks, Mark. That's been a, a great overview of the, the program, what's happening from education at Nutanix. For people that are interested in more, kind of want to get involved, uh, how can they find you online? Well, the simplest thing to do is just send an email to new.school at Nutanix.com, and that's new, N-U, dot school, and you'll get to uh, – actually, that – Email will come right into my email box as well as to you know several members of the education team of the EDU team inside uh, Nutanix GSO. Any questions that you have, we're happy to ask, answer them for you. Any assets that you'd like, we're happy to steer you towards them. Uh, we can set you up with the account uh, an account in our system so that you can register for classes, uh, register for certification exams. Uh, if you're a partner, we can set you up with access to their correct portal and get you going. And we're always really happy to do it, and uh, I'm always really happy to talk to anybody who's interested in any of the futures that we have or any of the current certifications that we have. So new.school at Nutanix.com. It was great having you on, and I look forward to maybe maybe in the next six months having you back on to uh, get an update on uh, how things are progressing. Absolutely happy to do it, and you all have a good evening. All right. Bye, Mark. Take care. Thanks for listening to the next community podcast. Don't forget to follow Nutanix on Twitter for the latest news and announcements. 
If you're interested in participating on the podcast or have a topic idea, email community at Nutanix.com. I'm Angelo Luciani. Laura Whalen. John Mark Troyer. We look forward to chatting with you again next week. That's weird. I don't so know. I think we can. He actually sounds a lot better now than he did earlier. So if, yeah. if you want to rub your belly and pat your head, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the vagaries of voiceover IP, right?